more thick to the left Penetrating like Mike 360 degrees in the air like Dominique Mike Basketball fans, welcome to the latest Shooting the Shot podcast. I'm Ryan, I'm joined by Mark and Robin, and we're going to run down some of the big stories from the last weekend basketball. We're going to talk about Summer League, the upcoming Olympics, ads on jerseys, and Minnesota's new surprising minority owner, a partial owner. So kicking things off, Summer League to me has been a lot of fun. I've been off work. A lot of watch. I watch a lot of the Orlando League, the Utah League, and Vegas. And there have been a bunch of teams and players that have stood out. But I'm going to let Mark kick it off with what stood out for you so far this summer with the young kids playing in summer leagues. Uh, something that made me very happy is the baby Lakers. I love watching the baby Lakers this year. D'Angelo Russell's having himself a, a solid summer league, arguably the, uh, the MVP. Then they have uh, Randall and then um, uh, Ingram and everyone like that coming together. I just love the fact that now that we get to see them develop, now that Kobe sort of <laughs> he's retired and he's not handcuffing that team anymore. Um, I just love watching them play. I just love that um, that Luke Walton sort of allowing to do their thing and and uh, D'Angelo Russell had he had the game winning shot. Uh, last week, didn't he? That really exciting game. The ice um, in the vein shot. You betcha. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, and then afterwards, he said that he played like crap. Um, that was pretty funny. So no, I really, I, I actually, the Lakers are kind of creeping up as a possible league pass option on the on the West Coast. If um, if there's maybe a night or two, uh, I mean, they can. I feel like they could probably. They probably won't win a lot, but they'll make it really interesting. So, no, I'm really happy with the Lakers. I thought that they were a lot of fun. And then not so many teams after that. Like, I think that Thon Maker has been uh, has been really interesting for the Bucks. Uh, I know, uh, Ryan, you're a big fan of his. Um, That's like, my I, boy, and I'm glad you brought him up. But, like, I think that, like, I think a lot of people thought that he was a project. Sort of, like, not to the degree of Porzingis. But I think that a lot of people sort of you can sort of they run parallels where they thought he was like a possible uh, project, like a pet project. Well, he's and now raw. He's sort of he, not he, though, he didn't right? Play college basketball. So he's playing against yeah. high school kids. So, so there was not a lot school, on him. Yeah, to go from high school kids to playing as pros is a big jump. But as but we he's, saw, he's been holding his own. He's been very eclectic in that he's good rebounding and, yeah. and challenging shots. But I don't he's shown think that... the ability to shoot that outside three-point shot, too, which we look at Milwaukee and what they're trying to do with a bunch of big guys or athletes. Heck, they had the Greek freak run the point guard. So if you have John Henson and Thon Maker and you have uh, Chris Middleton and some other stretchy guys like Jabari Parker, there's some really fun things that kid can do with the Bucks next season. Yeah, I see. I disagree with you. I think that you are hype on the Bucks because of Thon Maker. I don't think that team's going to be very good. Friend, I, I know friendly uh, side bet. And, and you know what? Yeah, I'll do a side bet. What do you want to bet? That they make the playoffs next year in the East. Oh, my God. I'll take that bet. Oh, how much do you want to bet? You want to buy me dinner? Buy me dinner. Deal. I would love for you to buy me dinner after this happens. 
because like I know that like your hype on Thon Maker, and I like I'm I'm pr- I'm happy for the guy. Don't get me wrong, but I just think that that team is. I mean, come on, Jabari Parker can't stay healthy. Greg Monroe can't move out of the lane. Michael Carter Williams is shot happy. I, I don't know. Anyway, that's beside the point. But hold on uh, a second. Let's let's talk about this a little bit longer because a year ago. The Bucks were one of the up-and-coming teams. Yes. And, and that- they got Monroe, and I was like, oh, this is great. And I generally think adding Monroe last year was a tough transition. And I think when Kidd had – I think he had hip surgery. He, he was away from the team, and that stalled things a little bit. The Bucks finished the year well in the last month and a half of the season. had a strong finish. And I, I do think that with Monroe and Michael Carter-Williams coming off the bench – it, maybe not the bench. I think you have, to, you have to start Monroe until at least the All-Star break and make her. He's going to take time. You can't throw him right into the Wolves. But I just feel there's an interesting team, and I think they're a playoff team. I, and, yes, I'm biased. I've been a big Thon fan since I saw him work out two summers ago after Canada basketball practice. But I, I'm sipping the, the Bucks Kool-Aid for sure. I don't know why, though. Like, uh, you're you're saying that you actually think that he's going to start midway through next season? I think is this what you're saying? Like I, I just want to like clarify. Okay, but like, here's the do deal. you hear what you're saying? I, I I know it sounds crazy, but look at what he did in summer league. He showed he can be a serviceable player in the NBA, and I yeah. think if you give him some time to adjust and grow and put a little more weight on, just because he's starting, I'm not saying he's going to be an all star or a stud. What you need is you need players filling a role. It's kind of like a big puzzle. So if you have a bunch of good defenders, if, if Thon Maker is playing 20 minutes starting and giving you eight rebounds and, and a block and a half a game, I think you're happy with that alongside John Henson as your two bigs. You have Jabari Parker as that scoring wing, scoring forward. And they got Chris Middleton and Giannis run the point. I think with that height, with what Jason Kidd has done in the past... I think the culmination of all those things with the wingspan and the athleticism, I think you can do some really scary traps and some defensive stuff with those five guys. And that's the point I'm trying to raise. And if you can be locked in defensively in the Eastern Conference, I think you can cause some noise and make the playoffs. I'm just saying make the playoffs. Not that they're going to win a playoff series, but I think there's a lot of potential with that roster. And I'm excited to watch what Jason Kidd can do with these kids. Okay, let me just get in here real quick. There's no way in hell, no way in hell that Greg Monroe sits on the bench. Okay? He just signed a max contract about, what, two weeks ago? Uh, there's no way in hell he's going to sit on the bench unless he's absolutely horrendous. There is no way in hell. And especially he for was horrendous rookie. last year. And no, he can't be that bad. They, they won't sign, okay, summer. but they won't sign him to how much money to sit him on the bench. No way. No way. Not but seeing it happening, especially for a rookie. Signings. In the past, you think you you really think Thawmaker is going to come in and terrorize this league? No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's not he starting. He's start. not starting. I'm saying that right now. Maybe if someone gets injured, he's not starting this year. Sorry. I just look, man. Like I just think he's too low on the depth chart. He's a rookie. Give him another year. Back to summer league. Yeah, yeah, Ryan. I think this is like. I just think that you're drinking the Kool Aid, bud. I already admitted to the Kool-Aid. Yeah, so let, let's move we, on. We, can okay. this With we will summer, the summer league. There's a couple of guys that stood out for me. Chris Dunn was a beast. You could tell like he's a little older, the four years in college. He he didn't play fully because he got the concussion, but when he was on the court, 
He was aggressive. He looked like a great piece of the Timberwolves moving forward. Devin Booker finished oh, last year. Oh, hold on, stop. Just to stop, just a, a point to what we were talking about with the Bucks. The Wolves have a better chance of making the playoffs than the Bucks do. They're going to be a, like, look at that different, team. Different conference, buddy. I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's a Western conference, the harder conference. And I still have more faith in the Wolves making the playoffs than I do the Bucks in the East. <laughs> You're comparing apples and oranges. No, I'm not. Actually, I'm taking the tougher pick. I'm taking the harder soak on this one. All right, so what's our bet then? No, the Bucks clearly. You're going to buy me dinner when the Bucks don't make the playoffs. <laughs> All right, moving on. Anyway, anyway I agree Devin, with you. Devin, Devin Booker's on my list. Devin Booker's been amazing. I just feel bad for him because that team's going to be terrible. I agree. Yeah, well, like well, Devin Booker is going to be amazing be, to watch. How are they going to start him? I, I, they, do they bench Brandon Knight or they can't bench, bench Bledsoe? So it's like he, he's 6'5"? yeah. So he's small for a shooting guard to begin, like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, so you can't have him play the small forward, can you? Uh, they, they might have to, man. I don't think they have an option. Like, did they sign? Who did, did they sign anyone? in the? Who did they sign? Did they sign anyone in the offseason? Uh, Jared Dudley. Ugh. Did he go back to the Suns? Yep. And they got Barbosa for the veteran leadership. So they got Tyson yeah. Chandler uh, from last summer. They got... Barbosa this summer, and they got Dudley. So those are the three veteran guys. So Dudley might start, eh? That's hilarious. <laughs> I, okay, here's the deal. I know you guys don't want to talk about possible trades, but shouldn't doesn't it make sense to have Eric Bledsoe, uh, a clutch guy, one of, one of the LeBron James guys, go with Chandler to the Cavs, and the Cavs send over Kevin Love? It gets rid of some of their guards, and Chandler, who's in a good fit, fit and you get Kevin Love to go with Booker. Am I crazy? Yes, because yeah. Kevin Love is not leaving a winning team to go to a losing team. Sorry. That's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's this is why making up trades is dumb. Next. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one last Summer League thing. I know Rob can jump in and speak on this one. Sure. I've been impressed. That even though the Raptors 905 have only been around for a year, I, the growth that the players on the Raptors team who went down to D-League for some games and some practices – was phenomenal. You saw that Norman Powell in the playoffs. Uh, Bruno looks to have st- taken a big step forward. You have... Uh, Who's the kid that's playing for Denver in the summer league? Jimmer Fredette? No, he was from the 905. He's another guy. I'm drawing a blank on that. Sorry, man. Uh, I'll pull it up. Anyway, yeah, there's... He was... But DeLon Wright has looked fantastic, too. So I just think that Masai Jury once again, looks brilliant had a 905 because it grows that culture and it grows the young players. Robin, what's your take on the 905 and and how it's helping these young guys grow? Because there's no playing time on the main team, it seems. Yeah, no, I think it's important. It's been beneficial to those guys. Um, You know, it's helping them get ready. Will they be ready? I don't know when. Uh, It's going to take time. Norman Powell is probably the best, you know, the one who is, uh, you know, use this experience to the best of his abilities as a solid player and getting reps down there really helped him. You saw how it impacted him throughout the season. Um, so I think it's, it's great. It's great that the Raptors have that 905 team uh, and it'll continue to serve them well, you know, being a feeder system into what they're trying to build up in the big squad. Uh, but it'll take time. You know, the 905, like Kobloko, they said from day one, it's going to be a couple of years. And I still think he's not ready this year either. It's going to take a while still. So we'll see what happens. But I like I like what they have. To answer your question, yes, it's great that they do have that. And Axel, Axel Toupain. That's the guy that they got. Is. I don't know. He's playing all right for the Nuggets. 
But Robin Rob uh, Breen right because Bruno's only twenty right now. He's like he's a kid, kid, and I just think it's you're right. He's not ready for the NBA, so this is a great compromise or middle ground of sorts, so he can get those game reps in that experience. All right. I like I'm Norman Powell's my boy, man. I think that guy was a diamond in the rough. That guy's a killer. I'm pumped for him next year. Well, I love that he's a three and D guy. Oh, he's great. I think we all agree on him. Yep. All right, moving on. Next segment, the Olympics are coming up. Uh, I love basketball, the Olympics. Are there any other sports you guys want to watch the Olympics? And do you think the United States will win the gold in a runaway landslide? Yep, I do. I'm, I, I, it's the sure bet, right? Unless, unless Spain comes through or, I don't know, one of those other teams that have some NBA talent on them. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I can't see anyone really posing a threat, even if they are missing like their usual studs. The USA usually is the favorite. So unless, I mean, is, does Argentina have anybody? Right? I don't know. Not that so, I can think of. So I, I think it's Spain has a heck of a young team and they played together for a long time. I just... I don't know. I'm going to sound crazy. I just don't think that the Americans have it clinched right now. I I don't think they're as strong with point guards as usual. Um, But I am excited about watching Boogie Cousins play for a a good coach in an international stage. I think Kevin Durant's going to just light it up. Uh, I think it's going to be a complete wash. Uh, America's going to destroy the field, and it's not going to be even interesting. Um, I might, I don't know how much games I'm going to watch, if any, to be honest with you guys, because I think it's going to be a complete ass kicking. Um, I know Spain's good, but you know what? That's going to be your final U.S. versus Spain. And that might be the only game worth watching. Um, I know this American team isn't, you know, not necessarily what everybody expected, but you look at the names, it's uh, pretty damn talented still. You got some solid players on the team. You just mentioned Kevin Durant, Jimmy. Butler got Raptors backwards there. Kyrie, like you said, all All Stars. (laughs) They're just not like they're just not the better All Stars. It's not Steph Curry. It's not LeBron James. It's not Kawhi Leonard. But it's not far off from those guys. It's maybe a tier down. So I really think it's going to be a complete, complete destruction. And yeah, am I going to watch anything else? Olympics? Yeah, I always Summer Olympics. I always watch the hundred meter race. Love it. Always have. Always will. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think, oh man, I don't even know. Summer Olympics. Uh, I like the swimming. I like uh, I like seeing um, uh, Phelps and uh, what's his buddy's name, Locke, Loesch, whatever his name is. I like those guys destroying. Like I like to see those guys go off. That's pretty sick. And you can never go wrong with beach volleyball. I was oh, just going to say, wow. ladies' beach volleyball is my favorite with the hundred <laughs> meters. Yeah, 100 meters is always a classic. Yeah, you, I mean, there's always those ones that draw the field. Like, the, if you have names, like like household names, like Bolt or uh, Phelps or stuff like that, that's always going to be the, the sport to watch, right? Because those guys dominate. One more quick thing on the Olympics before we shift gears to the next segment. How bummed are you guys that Canada couldn't pull it out? They had a really good chance last summer. They didn't get it done. This summer, they had a great momentum. And then the final game... They couldn't pull it out. Just as basketball fans in Canada, I know that I'm bummed. How about you, Mark? Uh, I mean, it sucks, obviously, but it's no big surprise. I mean, unfortunately, it's just one of those things. Ryan, you know, you follow that more than I do, but 
who was missing? Like, who notable was missing off that roster? Like, for Wig- Team Canada. Wiggins, Wiggins. I know Wiggins was one. Nick Stockis uh, and Andrew Nicholson. But again, they aren't like Wiggins is huge, yes. Um, Nick was someone they, they could really use for that outside shooting. And Andrew Nicholson is a great international big because he can shoot he can from shoot. the outside yeah. and he's a strong rebounder. I, I think Nicholson and Wiggins, but I also think Nick Stockis. Like, those are three guys that would probably start or at least be a six man off the bench. So Stockis would start. That guy can that guy he's man, he lights it up from far. Do you know who was good though? Tyler mm. Ennis. Yeah, Tyler Ernest is good. He I was just happy doesn't to get... see him healthy and get a chance to contribute. Tyler Ernest just doesn't get reps, man. That's his problem. Yeah. Because, well, exactly. He's always hurt. So, I mean, it's obviously, I mean, it's good to see him doing. Corey, Corey Joseph was good. I saw a couple of his uh, his highlights. He looks solid as always. Thompson was a beast. I love yeah, watching him. Yeah, Thompson's sick. He's getting that confidence, man. He's getting that, he's getting that championship swagger to him. I like it. I like that, it. He's not a J.R. Smith swagger level, but it, it, it's getting up there. I like it. J.R. Smith, oh man, that's that guy's incredible. But yeah, like I don't know, I like Tristan Thompson. Like Tristan Thompson's now getting that like, yeah, I'm LeBron's boy, like I don't know, like you know what I mean? He has that sort of like confidence to him. You're like, hey, I wouldn't want to mess with him. Not to the extent of Boogie, because Boogie's just terrifying. Like you look you like first impression, like you look at Boogie and you're just like, Oh my god, this guy's this guy's a monster. But like Tristan Thompson, like you watch his game now, and that guy and you wouldn't want to bang elbows with him down low. I wouldn't want to. He's 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 getting a, he's a beast. Do you know what he's like? And you might laugh at me, but he's kind of like the new Dennis Rodman. He comes in as a dirty work and doesn't really care about anything besides winning and rebounds. I I respect that. Yeah, yeah, I can get yeah. That's I can get behind that for sure. One thing I will say about the Olympics, though, I am excited uh, for Boogie. I know we're still on Boogie, just to see him play with some decent talent because we don't we never see it. It's like a gift. It's like a gift that we get to see Boogie play with talent because then we get to – he always – because he had a great Olympics last time because he played with talent. Then he goes to the Kings. You're just like, Jesus, like can we just free this man? Well, it, and I don't want to hammer too much, but it stinks that he's stuck in the mess oh. with the Kings. Rotating uh, door at point guard, rotating door at head coach. And to go to play for Coach K, I think that will be huge for Boogie to play with a bunch of veteran – Mature teammates will be huge for Boogie to play for elite point guards. Like, these are all things he doesn't get in the NBA. And I'm excited for him to have that opportunity. And I think you're going to see just some monster games by him. Yeah, I hope so. All right, moving on. Next segment, the NBA is now allowing sponsor ads on jerseys. A lot of people in North America are like, what's going on? But if you watch football over in Europe, it's a huge part of that. And even in European basketball, it's huge. I think it's a smart way for teams to make some money. And Mark, you brought up the Golden State Warriors are poised to go cha-ching on their ads on their jerseys. Yeah, so the Warriors are asking for $20 million. That's the that's how much it's going to cost you to get your logo on their jersey. Now, in retrospect, the Raptors, who is the only team in Canada, so they're Canada's team, is charging a whopping $3 million, I believe. I believe that was like the rough estimate when I was reading about it. So I think the Warriors are kind of playing up to their, uh, their Bay Area brothers there, looking to maybe slap on a Facebook uh, logo or, or a, a Twitter logo because... 
that's some fat cash. And I know that they're, you know, that, that, I mean, look, they're, they're the team, they're NBA's, they, they are the face of the, like, of the league right now, that entire team. But man, 20 million bucks. Like, think about that. Like, that's crazy. That's like TV ad money. That's like Super Bowl ad money. So, I mean, obviously you're going to be on there for, I mean, you're going to have your logo on there for 82 games, but man, the times are changing. But 20 million, holy smokes. But they'll get it. I mean, who knows? Maybe Under Armour will pay up now that uh, Durant's there and they're a little, they're sweating a little bit and they want to see a little bit more viz. I don't know. It's going to be crazy. I don't know. I'll say like 20 million is chump change to real companies, man. That's a joke. That's no money. Facebook, Twitter, come on. That's that's like one day at the office. That's nothing. So I'm not really impressed by this. And frankly, I don't even like it. I don't like it at all. I'm, I'm calling the NBA a bunch of sellouts if they're going to do this. Stay true to what you are. And that's like your beautiful jerseys with your names and your teams promoting that. Why go down the road of European soccer? European soccer is its own entity. They're doing well. And the NBA teams really need more money. NBA is doing very, very well, very, very well. As we saw at this flourish of free agent contracts we saw signed this month, I do not see the need for this. I don't like it at all. Uh, I love the NBA jerseys the way they are. If they do this, I'm calling the NBA a bunch of sellouts. I, I, uh, I mean, look, it's a business. I, I, I know what you're saying, and as a fan, I agree with you. I mean, there's nothing worse you want to see than, like, you know, a, a black, you know, a nice Spurs jersey. And then it have like a Kia logo on it, right? You wouldn't like that. I mean, it, it, or, or or like I don't know, like a Chick Fil A logo. You know, I get it, but I don't know. Like this is this is what it's going like. Owner, it's who? It's more money, right? That's the game. So I don't know. I agree with you. I think it is a sellout move, but I don't before know. This we is going. before we go on, like I I get that it's different. and We don't like it. But my understanding is the the ad will be the size of is it is it Adidas or Nike that has a current jersey deal with the NBA? No, it's 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 getting switched up, right? So it, what, what, it has been Adidas, I believe. Yeah, so, so it's going to Nike. Okay, so yeah. whoever whoever that that logo is, the similar size will be the ad. And I think if you look at even movies or TV shows for the past decade or so. You have like Frosted Flakes paying for a box to be in the kitchen on a TV show. You have different places within like Pepsi, Pepsi and like movies like Transformers. I don't think it'll be overly obtrusive, but I think that kind of viral natural marketing is huge. And I know 20 million seems like a lot, Mark, but if you think about it, the wars will be everywhere, whether it's photos and magazines, whether it'll be league pass, whether it'll be nationally televised games. If you can get your company on the size of a quarter on Durant's jersey and Steph Curry's jersey and Clay Thompson and just this team is going to be overly saturated in the market for that kind of advertising, 20 million bucks just seems like a really good deal. All right, and we're back. Last segment this week. We're ripping through it really quick. The Minnesota Timberwolves have two new owners. One's a, a dude from Manhattan. I think about 10% of the team. And there's a new international owner, about 5%, another minority owner, a partial owner in uh, the Timberwolves. And I have to admit, Mark brought to mention today. I, I couldn't find a link online to read up a lot about it. So, Mark... Talk us through who the new owner is and why this partial owner is a huge deal right now. Okay, so the gentleman's name is Liz Hang Zhang. He will go by John for all of our American friends. 
Um, so what he is is that this gentleman has a lot of experience overseas. Uh, I'm going to save the country of origin for a second here. But from what I understand is that he has a lot of connections uh, in the sports marketing uh, field. And the best part about it is, is that he's from China, which means that for the Wolves and for the NBA, he is the first Chinese owner for the NBA, which is huge. Like this is probably, I wouldn't put this on the level of Yao Ming just because obviously he's not a player, but the sort of doors that this is going to open up between the NBA and Chinese relations globally, I think is going to be massive. I really think that this has the potential of putting the Timberwolves and even Minnesota to a spec on like a global level of like New York and LA. Um, obviously they don't have like the household names, like the Curry's and the Durant's and, and things like that. But I think overall, I really think that, um, that this is going to be huge for the NBA. I mean, we know that the NBA as a whole is very forward thinking when it comes to their global outreach. This only helps it. I mean, to have a Chinese owner, someone that can negotiate deals, someone that can, it's now a two-way street for sponsorships and things like that. I think this is massive. I think this is a great business move. And I think that it's going to be very beneficial for the NBA and, and for future and for more teams looking to break in. This guy is, is the first so let's say later on down the road, if, uh, I don't know, Portland or something like that gets into it. I mean, this is this is a great start for the NBA to get into the Chinese market. And even with NBA China now, this now adds another team into the mix. So I think this is great overall. Yeah, I, I'm going to just further your thoughts. I mean, first things first, NBA is already in China. There's nothing new. It's, it's probably the most popular sport over there. The NBA is by far the best sport in internationalizing their game. We've seen it throughout the years. They're very forward-thinking, like you said. And this is very much akin to the whole Yao Ming in, uh, in Houston. And at the time, China adopted Houston as their team. So maybe now China adopts Minnesota as their team because one of their own is a majority owner of, of this franchise, which is really good for the Timberwolves and is obviously great for the NBA. You're going to see the Timberwolves playing games in China, probably, you know, who knows, maybe even uh, leading up to, I mean, sorry, preseason coming up uh, this year. So it's always great because, you know, you want the international push and the international exposure. This will give just that. Um, like you said, yeah, the NBA is the best. They are the best, definitely, of all leagues at, at getting their, their brand out. And remember, basketball is one of the easier games to play in this world. You don't need pads or anything. You need a hoop and a ball. So it doesn't matter, rich or poor, everybody can play basketball. And let's be honest, in, in the land of a billion people, you have all specters of, 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 that's, uh, of that wage gap. So, therefore, you know, it's, it's great for the game. I love it, and like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw more of this happening in the future. Obviously, the NBA allows it, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I mean, it's 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 the NBA is all about money, and if these guys are going to invest X amount of dollars into their business, the NBA is all about that. We know that. Yeah, I think that just to go just to add something. I mean, you said that they've they're already in China, which you're right. However, I really think that the NBA lost that fanfare. After Yao Ming retired, you didn't see that though, that crazy fanfare where like, you know, Yao Ming was there and there was Chinese fans like it, people were going bananas. And then when he retired, I didn't see as much of it as we saw it, it, it at its height. So I think that having someone in the background 
you know, constantly, you know, being in sort of the development of the franchise globally, I think is going to do wonders. And I think it's probably going to bring it back to that sort of, you know, that, that fanfare um, that we saw with Yao Ming. Hey, Mark. But as, re- as re- sorry, just to quickly, as recently as this week, I mean, Kevin Durant's been in type eight. Uh, Andre Roberson of the Thunder was over in China as well. Kobe Bryant. They, well, yeah, but they're continually, continually sending players over there. And if you can send someone of the caliber of Kevin Durant to China, and you know the fans are all over him, so I, I disagree with you. The fanfare is there. It never left, and I think it'll always be there because the NBA continues to take the games there. They take the players there. Then they take the games there come preseason, so I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Business-wise, though, do you think that this is a better move? Like Now you have a, a, a guy who is you know, has experience in the business side of things. I feel like this is going to open up a lot more opportunities for sponsorship and things like that that we didn't see with Yao Ming. Because you didn't have that negotiating, right? Just jumping on on that makes before we get too far, I want to weigh myself on this one. I, I know that Yao Ming was the huge guy for the Houston Rockets and they became global and all those votes. But you saw a little bit of that with Jeremy Lin as well. When he left the Knicks for the Rockets, that was huge. Jeremy Lin almost got voted into an all-star game um, because that one year. And I think if you're Minnesota, if you play this right, yes, you can do exhibition games, but why wouldn't you even do um, training camp overseas? It it gives uh, uh, the team a chance to bond, which would be huge. Um, The the country would feel an ownership to this team more so than they did to Jeremy Lin. And you can build some really smart things into that. And if you do it right, Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins will be starting All-Stars for the Western Conference in no time at all. So there's a lot of interesting things that you can do besides just marketing and branding because you have Kobe Bryant who was over and Kobe Bryant has said he loves that that country because a lot of his revenue through Nike has come through his tours and visits to China. No, I agree with you. Um, I'm also thinking uh, what's the WNBA? I think he's this this Lizang guy. I think he's also, I think he, he purchased like half of the ownership of the WNBA team in, in uh, Minnesota because their like star player plays in China in the winter. So it's all connected, man. It's all connected. This guy, this is smart. This is a smart move from Minnesota. This is savvy. Like I, I think that this is just going to do wonders for uh, both, you know, the, you know, the global relationship that the NBA has with different countries. I think this is just the start. All right. That's going to be a wrap for this week's Shooting the Shot podcast. Check us out on SoundCloud. SoundCloud, hit that heart, like like us. Uh, if you're on iTunes, give us a review, give us a rating. The more reviews, the more ratings we get, the more likely we are to be the news and new and new <laughs> – new and noteworthy section which definitely helps expand our audience and if you're on twitter please give us a follow at sts underscore pod called up the homies and i'm asking y'all which part are y'all playing basketball get me on the court and i'm troubled last week messed around and got a triple double freaking brothers every way like mj i can't believe today was a good day 